can't tell if the chemistry is good by looking at it. It wasn't clear yesterday. For the last time, the saltwater pool is a chlorine pool. This is the Talking Pools podcast with pool pros from every region in the country. If it happens in a pool, you'll hear about it here. Everything from tips and hacks to the latest tricks and trends, breaking news. We lay it on the line. We tell it like it is because we think you deserve to know. Hi, I'm Rudy Stankwitz. Hello, I'm Andrea Nanini. And this is the Talking Pools Show. That's right, it is. So Andrea had a funny story that she wanted to tell us, uh, something about um, chicken and pickles. And did we do that one last night? No, that was the hurricane Chicken and pickles. What were you telling me about? What was the other TikTok thing that you saw? We did. I can't the remember. Pickled garlic. We did the garlic. ranch pickle chicken ranch thing. Pickles. Oh, and then what you a, put the chicken in the brine after that. Yep. Have you tried that yet? Because you did promise I, us you would have eaten it by now. I have not tried the chicken in the pickle brine, and that's only because I'm the only one in my house who is going to appreciate it. So I kind of just have to wait, you know, until I'm not cooking everyone dinner. I got to make it for like myself as a snack. Okay. So what great things have you seen? Okay. So I will tell you about something that I tried yesterday specifically for you guys and for the listeners, not just because I love food and I love TikTok. So (laughs) I think, I think what, um, I think what you're thinking about Rudy is, uh, we, at one point, which I can't remember at which point, but I was telling you about pasta chips Yes, that you make in the air fryer. Those. Yes. Now I have not, my air fryer is, <laughs> my air fryer is out of commission. So I, I haven't been able to, uh, to make those, but what I did instead was there was another trend that was going around a little while longer ago. So it's not like super viral now, but pesto eggs. Say again. Pesto eggs. Pesto eggs. So pesto is right. um, a basil thing, right? Yeah, um, I don't know all the ingredients off the top of my head, but it's like basil and, you know, parsley, um, olive oil. I think they throw Parmesan cheese in there. There's usually pine nuts in there. Um, and I, you know, probably like garlic and stuff like that. Uh, and then okay. you grind it up into a paste. Okay. And then you put that on pasta and, you know, chicken and things like that. So what you do with the pesto is... Um, <clears throat> For the egg. Basically... Well, you fry the egg in the pesto. Is what you fry you the egg in the pesto. Correct. Yeah. So instead of using butter, I mean, I threw a little bit in there just because I like butter and it was my first time trying it and I didn't, uh, my my normal phone has been out of commission, so I couldn't really watch the video. Um, but so you don't need winging, butter. Winging. I was winging it. Yeah. <laughs> but what the, you just take a, you just take however many eggs you're using or however much pesto you like, it's all to taste pretty much. So you just throw a bit of pesto in a pan. I use a nonstick when I'm doing fried eggs and um, that was it. You just heat up the pesto until it starts to bubble, treat it like butter or whatever. And then I kind of made a little pool and like a little thing in the center of the pesto, you know, like I, you know what I'm talking about? Like I spread it out and made a little hole yeah, and then I, I cracked the called. egg. Yeah, I know yeah. what you're talking about. Like a little volcano. 
Yeah. And so I cracked the egg into the middle of my little pesto circle. And then I just fried the egg like normal. And I, I, I only added a little bit of salt and pepper because, you know, the pesto's already got the seasoning in there. So, so it just um, sets it on out, top. Yeah. Yeah. On top. And then I kind of, with my spatula, I kind of flung some pesto up on top of the egg um, to get some, you know, pesto flavor in there. And then you flip it like normal. It was pretty good. Uh, I, you know, Are you, it wasn't, go ahead. Do you eat the pesto when you eat the egg or just what's stuck to it? Yeah, just, well, yeah, just I scooped it. Or do you just glop like it I, on and, and bury it so you can't see it? <laughs> well, I didn't use that much pesto. So okay. I, I used about two tablespoons, I would say, for one egg. Um, okay. And then, like I said, I just kind of basted my egg with the spatula. I just flung the pesto and the oil on top of that. I flipped it, let it cook. I don't, I don't like a super runny yolk. <laughs> so, and then once it was done, I just, I was just wanting to taste it. So you could make a sandwich out of it, or you could put it on a burger. That would probably be really good. But by itself, how was it? By itself, it was meh. I mean, it was pesto and it was an egg. It wasn't anything like let me spectacular. Ask, I have to ask this question. Right. Okay. Because you you're Italian, right? Yes. Uh-huh. And Half. I met I married into a family of Italians, so I do have to ask this question. Okay. Did you make the pesto yourself? I did not. Is that not like a cardinal sin in Italy? Like you're going to burn in hell now because um, you opened a jar of ragu. <laughs> Honestly, I've watched enough Italian cooking shows and they always say do whatever, you know, is convenient. If you want to make the pesto, obviously go for it because I don't, it's not super hard. I've done it before, um, but I didn't have the time when I didn't feel like shopping for all these specific ingredients, but it's fine. I'll accept my fate. I, I just Unders didn't have the time. <laughs> so Andrea Nanini going to hell for using jarred pesto. You heard it I here first. I will never go to hell for the jarred sauce. That one I do. I can get behind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we were going to we were gonna do this podcast that we're doing now yesterday, but I saw a video. You couldn't be here. You got tied up. And I saw a video. I did. Instead of being with me to do the podcast, you actually went to a foam party at <laughs> or some type of retirement home and were hanging out with a bunch of old chicks. You were up to your ears in bubbles and blue hair. <laughs> No, <laughs> you're half correct. Uh, I, it was a foam party, but it was my fault. In a, in a hot tub. It was your fault. <laughs> it was my fault, yes. Well, who was the oh, lady you in? The, you I saw, saw a picture. lady in. Yeah, I saw a lady in a hot tub, and there was, like, foam everywhere. And they looked like, dude, it, look, it looked like they were going to start a mosh pit, all kinds of things. So what exactly did you do to that hot tub? Oh my goodness, you're killing. I'm going to start laughing. Oh, so anyway, what I did, um, I can post these pictures too. And for those of you who haven't seen the picture, if you go into our Talking Pools Facebook group, the picture is posted there. So they're still what all, happened? They're still all waiting on your links that you said you'd post for the hurricane. Oh. Um, so before we get and to I the pictures, the let's get caught up too. on, yeah, you're a little bit so, behind. But you know what? The picture's already posted, so kind of kind of different. <laughs> the picture's already right. there. So, so what right. happened? What did you do? So here's what happened was now this is a pretty old spa and it's uh, fully glass. It's there's no plaster. The whole entire thing is glass, not glass, sorry, tile. It's all ceramic tile. Um, and it's white tile, or at least it used to be. 
So some of the residents had complained that there was this black stuff that showed up all over the walls and on the bench and on the floor and on the tile and above the waterline. Um, and so I was pretty shocked because it hadn't been there. You know, it just all of a sudden showed up and it, you could see like footprints and finger smears and an actual foot, like there was toe prints and stuff. In the, and black, I was very... in the black schmear. Mm -hmm. In the schmear? The black stuff? Yes. Like there okay. were literally, yeah, there were, there were, it looked like, so it, in, in a couple of places, it looked like somebody stepped in like black paint and then stepped in the spa. But obviously that didn't happen because first of all, that wouldn't happen with the okay. spa. So I understand now. So there were, there were foot shape, shaped, there were footprint shaped black footprints and walking around marks. inside the spa. Yeah, and, and just and smear marks. And you could see like people had taken their hands and tried to like smear it and stuff like this. But it was all and so from the outside of the spa looking down, like from kind of like a distance, it looked like sand. Like when they were trying to show me pictures, they were like, Here, look at this. And I'm like, Is that sand in the pool? And they're like, No, it looks like paint was what they were telling me. They said it looks like paint. So but this and this was this was a retirement home, right? No, this is a well, like where'd all the, where'd all the old people come from? It's an apartment complex. For old people. Well, no, but there's old. I mean, this is Florida, so I guess technically. Yeah. I don't know. I saw <laughs> bubbling old ladies in a hot tub. That's what I that saw. That was that was the old lady. Yeah. No, there's there's a whole. It's not just for old people. There's a whole <laughs> range of ages that live there. Um, I mean, not, not like 50, 60. I'm talking Betty White old. Yeah, she was old. That was the lady that yelled at me for closing the pool while I was vacuuming, by the way, which was pretty <laughs> funny. So, so back what did you to do? Yes. Tell well, us. I, like I, I am said, on I the never... edge, edge of my seat right here, right <laughs> now. I am. I'm into this. Go. Okay. I'd never seen this before happen like this, but it was exactly like the scum line that you get above the tile. So fast forward, I ended up having to drain the water out of the pool, out of the spa. And I discovered that tile soap mixed with acid took it right off. Like okay. I just smeared, I just made a paste. So that's the point of adding the acid to the tile soap for those of you don't, who don't know. Um, so I had my acid tile soap paste and yes, I just stuck my hand right in there because I don't give a shit. The tile soap smear <laughs> application worked perfectly. It completely dissolved the black shit. Don't, Andrew, do not do that at home. Andrea <laughs> is a trained idiot. So if you stick your hand into acid to smear it on a hot tub, again, Andrea is a trained idiot. You are not. Please do not do this at home. All right. And I better up. not Continue. get shit comments either. <laughs> anyway, so yes, that was the only thing that worked. I tried my trusty enzymes. Um, which did not, I think it was just, so here's my um, explanation of what this black stuff was, because when I touched it inside the water, it didn't smear around. It wasn't greasy. It was rough and like felt scaly, like, like gritty, like sandy. So I think what happened was all the glaze or whatever from the tile has since worn away since I think the pool was built in the nineties at some point. And all the people grease, as I like to call it, the people go, just kind of stuck, <laughs> just kind of stuck into the roughness of the tile. So you're so blaming, you're blaming that old lady. Absolutely. It is 100% her fault. <laughs> so yeah. So, so help me what out. I did, I'm finishing the story. So 
The tile soap, I'm getting to the foam, if you haven't made that connection yet. The tile soap, I cleaned, I drained the spa down, which I checked the water tables. Okay. <laughs> and I drained the whole thing and I scrubbed it all down with I'm the tile soap. <laughs> Go ahead. I scrubbed it all down with the tile soap. And long story short, I just didn't rinse it enough. I didn't rinse it thoroughly. So when I filled the spa back up, I actually was able to fill it back up with pool water because of the way the plumbing is. Filled it back up with pool water. And as soon as that lady turned on the jets, we had a foam party. <laughs> By the so way, when I, a, a, spa, ahead. a spa connected to a pool in the state of Florida, completely against code. So I'm going to assume there's some kind of grandfather thing going on there. And the next time they make any repair or renovation, they're going to have to fix everything. Everything oh that's goodness. not up to date. So um, there you go. Well, it was interesting to see. I don't know. I know um, you told me there were no old people hurt in the filming of that video. She was, she was not mad, apparently. She said that she looked like a snowman. And all the <laughs> HOA people and the managers and all the maintenance guys, everybody had a good laugh. <laughs> okay, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. I had something interesting also happen. So I, uh, cool. you know that we ask people to send us ideas because we have our email, talkingpools at gmail.com, right? So yes. we ask people to send us ideas, thoughts, questions, comments. If you just want to say hi, Send us one to say hi. If you want to send something for Andrea, send something for Andrea. If you want to send it for me, send it to me, whatever. So we we put this out there because we want to communicate with everybody because we want this to be your show. So I get this email from one of our listeners and it says, hey, Rudy, how you doing? Brace yourself. Oh, boy. Brace yourself. That's what it says, right? So which is never a good start. And then it goes into you're not going to believe this. Also, not backing it up well. So, yeah. apparently, apparently, he gets an email from one of the properties he takes care of. And they were calling because they didn't know what to do because there was a body floating in the pool. A oh, people my goodness. A people body, a person. Somebody a person. who, a person, somebody, one of the residents had apparently overdosed on something and died and was floating in the pool. And he was asking me, how do you clean that up? How do you take care of that? So I know, and we'll get to that in a minute. I know that you are the pool industry's official critter saver. Ah, yeah, well, I like to think of myself that way, yes. <laughs> so, and you post more pictures of yourself saving animals from swimming pools than anyone else. Now, hashtag, hashtag animal rescuer. Hashtag animal rescuer. So, and most of the things you save aren't cute and fuzzy because the cute and fuzzies don't tend to make it. Well, yeah, I would say um, very rare to, to catch a mammal for sure, alive. Yes. So snakes, lizards, lizards, frogs, turtles, crabs. Mm -hmm. I've seen mm -hmm. all of these in your photos. Yep. But crawfish. I, I had some crawfish too. Ducks. Ducks. But fuzzy bunny rabbits, not so much. But my guess I is I did get one recently. In the in the last six months or so, I had a little fluffy bunny that I saved out of the skimmer, and you can bet there's a TikTok about it. I can bet that there is. But with that, um, 
you know, most of the fuzzy things, unfortunately, they don't make it by the time we get there. And it's actually, it's kind of sad, really. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's kind of sad. So what do you do? When, what, I mean, how many of those types of things have you come across? Um, not, uh, too many to really count. I mean, I don't keep track of the dead ones. It's really super gross. It probably exceeds the amount of live ones, wouldn't you say? I would say so. I would say that's fair, yeah. And I think that's probably the experience of most pool people, right? Is that Mm -hmm. the amount of dead animals they find, because we're not there when they fall in. I mean, we're talking about the things you save are basically things that can swim. Or things things that live by the water and spend a lot of their life in the water anyway. So even though they can't get back up out of the pool, they're too little, right? They crawl in, they fall over the edge, and they can't make it up that ledge. They're used to having, you know, a beachfront or a shore that they can climb out on. So that's why they can't get out. So the little ones fall. Yeah, sorry. There's that little, you know, four-inch space of tile that they have trouble climbing up. And then especially some of them can't get up over the coping. So Right. We interrupt this podcast to listen to Bacon Sizzle. And that doesn't mean that bigger things don't visit the pool because we know they do. It's just the bigger things like a water moccasin or a rattlesnake or something along those lines, depending on where you live. Obviously, if you're, you know, up in the frozen tundra listening to us, you probably don't have a snake problem. But, you know, I don't know, polar bears, whatever. Anyway, (laughs) these snakes, these big snakes can get into the water and then just climb right back out. Yeah. So it doesn't mean they're not visiting because you can't see them. It just means that they've probably just been there and left. So when you have a dead animal in the pool, how do you treat that? What do you do Um, specifically? Just fling it over the fence into the neighbor's pool? Yes, yes, usually. (laughs) (laughs) No, I try to miss the pool, but uh, (laughs) um, no, but I do fling the stuff over the fence. Um, Actually, fun uh, fact that I've learned, I guess a pro tip you can say, um, if you find something floating in the pool or even in the skimmer, I like to net a bunch of stuff. Like I like to get a bunch of debris, like leaves and stuff inside of my net first, and then I'll scoop up the dead thing. So it kind of makes less contact with my actual net. And then I end up with a less smelly net afterwards. So that so way, anybody- whatever you find is oozing. Yes. You it won't have that goo. It doesn't kind of like all... Nickelodeon gack through the net. Oh, oh God, I hate it when that happens. So yes, um, <laughs> I know it's, it's yes. gross. And you, no and sometimes, intestinal cloud. <laughs> no, one time it, it's 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 pretty bad. And then there's usually bloating and things like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So and some things when you touch them, they can explode. Oh yeah, I've had that. Um, a liquid frogs, I like to call them. It's because you lift them up out of the liquid skimmer and they frogs. Yeah, because it looks frogs. like they're. It looks like they're normal frogs, just kind of extra squishy. And then when you pull the basket up, they literally just melt into the... It's so horrific. It sounds like they sound like like they'd be adversaries of the Ninja Turtles, the liquid frogs. (laughs) Donatello, quick. What, Raphael? It is the Ninja... It is the liquid frogs. We must kill them now. Kill them now. Yes, we will kill them, and then we will eat their legs for dinner. They are not in Florida. You do not eat frog. You know, whatever. So that's what it sounds like <laughs> to me. Uh, sounds so, good. You should make a card. <laughs> all right. So we have the whole liquid frog thing. This is a common occurrence. It's really not a lot different when you find a person in the pool. 
the procedure. What a tragedy, by the way. Sorry to interrupt it's, you. But it's that's awful. Just, it's tragic. It is something that pool pros may run into at some point in their career. So I thought it would be a good topic to talk about here. Plus, you know, people ask the questions so that we'll answer them on the show. Obviously, I didn't wait with this one. I responded right away because sometimes we'll be like, oh, can you talk about this on the show? Okay, I have a few days there. I'll talk about it when we do the podcast. Obviously, they don't have a few days. They needed an answer right then and there. So unlike your dead animals that you fling over the fence, that's not (laughs) part of this protocol whatsoever. Oh, there's a protocol. There is absolutely a protocol. There is something written for this. Glad for that. I am glad yes. for that. Well, it's a, every situation, you know, it's important to have the answers, even if it's something that rarely occurs. And thank goodness, this is something that rarely occurs. You don't you don't hear about somebody finding a body. Often, unfortunately, um, when it does occur, it's always a tragedy. It could be this, it could be someone fell in and wasn't noticed. It could be on God forbid a child, but it does happen Mm -hmm. and they find them later. Um, but there is a procedure. So if you're the pool professional and you walk up to your pool and now this is a little different because he was called and he knows the body's there, but most, a lot of cases you won't know that it's there. I mean, especially if you've ever, you've done green to cleans, right? Um, at like a few, but I, I don't, I've never done like a, an abandoned house, like a foreclosure, anything like that. I've done a lot of foreclosed properties. Um, John Poma, who was on mm. the show when you were abducted by aliens, <laughs> he's, he does probably more foreclosed properties than anyone I know, as far yeah. as green to cleans, flipping them back. And these are homes that have sat abandoned for two years to 10 years, somewhere in that range. And the pool has not been touched in that time either. So Anytime I would, and John and I have spoken, he agrees. Anytime that I would be out at a pool and I had done probably a couple of hundred of these, oh, back when I had my service company. So it was a while back, but I I will never forget approaching the pool and looking at the water and thinking to myself, is this the time I find a body in it? I mean, I've always kind of just, you know, out of like a weird, you know, thought, a weird random thought that crosses my mind every once in a while. And I, I remember uh, a video that John posted that I was, I think he was on a live and I, I was thinking it then because the property he was on at that point was really crazy, creepy looking. That was it. (laughs) 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 Well, there you go. I I thought there'd be more if you're with me, that's cool. Um, I was agreeing with you that, yes, the thought has crossed my mind, but I've never... It's just kind of stopped so abruptly. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Anyway, (laughs) so, yeah, so that's a common thought. What do you do if you find a body in that pool? Because really, I mean, some of you guys know I've written a horror novel and I'm big into horror movies and that type of thing. So my mind just works this way anyway. And, you know, that would be, not that anybody should do this, but that would be... a. probably a place you could dump a body and and somebody not find it for a little while. And we're saying this for entertainment purposes only. This is, that's just entertainment. If I was to write if I was to write a book, another book, and I wanted to find a place to get rid of the body that my, you know, having my background and my warped mind might think that, you know what, my serial killer, who we could call the green water killer, my serial killer, right? could hide the bodies in these foreclosed pools. And we could actually make John the hero. He can find them. 
I like it. I think we should ask John if he wants to be a character. I don't think we should ask him. I think we should just do it. <laughs> so, All right, John, well, if you're listening, you're going to be a serial killer or a finder of bodies. <laughs> yes, the finder of bodies, not the serial killer, right? So he's going to be the one who solves the crime. Him, his telepole, and a bucket of <laughs> and alum. And his alum. <laughs> yes, so he'll be, he'll be the hero. But anyway, all right, so you go up to this pool, and you start vacuuming, you start cleaning it. Let's assume it's not just immediately um, obvious there's a body in it. Right, it's not floating. So the minute you find the body, what do you think you should do? Uh, well, I can tell you what I would do is I would just drop everything that I was doing. I would probably throw up, and then I would immediately call the police. And that would be correct. You want to stop everything you're doing. In that order. Throw up, throw up, <laughs> and then call the Vomiting is essential, apparently. Not in the pool, though, because then that might be considered evidence. That could be. So, yes, if you're Andrea, stop everything you're doing, vomit, then call the police. Um, you know, it might be nauseating. I don't know how that would actually go. But you find the body. The key thing here is that you stop everything you're doing. If you're vacuuming, just set the pole down, shut off your vac. If you're skimming or whatever, mm. obviously, just set everything down where it is, gently lean the pole against the coping. I wouldn't start packing things up. Just leave it where it is, right? right. Yep. And then call 911. Yep, absolutely. If after calling 911, the next call I would make is to my customers. Whoever's paying me to clean this pool needs to be looped in, right? Yes. Yeah. They're probably going to need to come out on site and maybe talk to the police, I would think. So you call the police, you notify your customer. They're probably going to need to come out and be on site. Right. Then, Answer some questions. While you're waiting, I would document what happened. Mm -hmm. I would bullet point the whole thing. Was doing this, found this, this time this, this time this, this time called the 911, this time called that, and then stay put. You don't want to go anywhere. Like Andrea said, the police are going to want to speak to you. You have to make sure that you cooperate. You want to give them as much information as you possibly can. That's why I want you to start documenting it right away. Do you so mean, that like, way take pictures, or would that? Do you think that would be bad? Because I don't know. You know what? I wouldn't take pictures personally because I don't know. That's just kind of weird, and you don't need pictures really. You just need to write it down. Let the police do their job. I mean, right. and, and if you do take pictures, which you shouldn't do, please don't post them on social media. We got to be respectful of the deceased person, their family, people involved, because this could be hurtful if it was one of your loved ones. Uh, God forbid, again, knock on wood. I mean, you wouldn't want the amateur photos blowing up all over social media. So really quick, let's go to the Talking Pools droid for a recap before we do anything else. Body found in swimming pool protocol. Stop everything you are doing immediately. Just stop. Don't even move your stuff. If you have a vac in the pool, just shut off the power to it and leave it. Place the handle of the telepole down, so it rests against the coping. You don't want to disturb anything any more than you already have. Call 911. Notify your customer. They are going to need as much time to deal with this situation as possible. They're also likely to want someone on site while the authorities are there. Don't go anywhere. The police are going to want to speak with you. Make sure you cooperate. They are going to need as much information from you as possible. 
I would start jotting things down as soon as I got off the phone with the emergency operator. Bullet point the steps leading up to the discovery. Every chemical added. Every pool tool is used. Bullet point every action you had taken from the time you found the body all the way up until the first officer arrived on the scene. Do not leave until you are told by the detective in charge that you are no longer needed. Be respectful of the deceased, their family, and your customer. Don't go posting this on social media. Be prepared to complete the job as soon as you are notified by your customer, the realtor, that it is okay to do so. How do you treat that if it's a person? We talked about animals. Obviously, we don't want to compare animals to people, but the procedure's pretty much the same, isn't it? Um, Aside yeah, from if, the steps we just went through. I think we missed something. What steps did we go through? Oh, you did. I'm sorry, but you were talking and I couldn't hear you because my earphone died. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. I told you that it wasn't working. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, all right. Let me guess. Um, since a, when a person dies, it's usually they will evacuate their bowels. Am I correct? Is that what you were talking about? So you'd no, want to treat this. Oh, but I, but I want to talk about that. So okay. So going. I was, so keep there we going. go. So yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that happens when, uh, people die, uh, the, everything gets evacuated. So if they were in the pool while, when they died, um, you can pretty much guarantee, or at least safe to assume, I would say, um, that there's probably some bodily fluids and uh, some peas and probably some diarrhea in there. So you want to treat this as a, um, as a diarrhea accident. Exactly. Exactly. That's that you are 100% dead on. And this is once the police have cleared the area, once you've been called back, this is not going to happen while you're sitting there um, with the body waiting for the cops to arrive. Obviously, this is probably going to be several days or more later because if it's a crime scene, if it's judged an accident, what have you, then you're going to be called back. You do have that option to treat it exactly the same as you would a diarrhea accident per the CDC's fecal incident response guidelines. Follow those steps. Now, now if it were me... I would think that the pool is going to be haunted. So I would, I, <laughs> I would recommend um, and, and insist and very try to be as persuasive as possible to drain uh, possibly acid wash, maybe chlorine wash the pool uh, and refill and rebalance everything. What about a cleansing with sage? Absolutely. Let's get some Palo Santo in there, <laughs> some sage. Let's yes, come out with the abalone shell and just yep. start burning sage and, and clear That's it of right. all the spirits. Maybe have a, that priest we were talking about earlier. Maybe he can come out and bless the pool. What do you Absolutely. think? Absolutely. Yeah. I let's, saw. Let's get... Oh, speaking of scary things and ghosts and horror movies. Okay. Be, okay. I was watching um, La Llorona and you said, we talked before, you said you have never seen that, correct? I've heard of it. I have not seen it. But at one point mm -hmm. in time, you got to see it. It's part of the Conjuring franchise. So it's, it's, in, it's in that set of movies. But at one okay. point in time, the priest turns an entire swimming pool into holy water. Oh, well, that, that seems like it would. That's what I would need yeah, to not, yeah, to yeah. not drain that pool. Absolutely. And um, I can't imagine anybody's going to want the water that it, I mean, it's just a mental <laughs> thing, but nobody's going to want the water that the dead body was floating in. Would you, right? No, no. And I've had the unfortunate experience of a few dogs, a few customers, dogs have died in their pools. Um, and they, they, yeah, they pretty much didn't really use the pool again after that. They gotcha. never drained it or anything, but they just, they weren't 
they weren't down with the pool. So sad things happen. If you're out there, you're a professional, if you're going pool to pool, if you end up taking on foreclosures, no matter what, it could happen in any scenario, hopefully not, knock on wood, your backyard pool, an aquatics facility, any of these things. If these are the steps that you should go through if you do find a body. I'm not going to go through the whole fecal incident response procedures. We've done that before, and that's easy enough to look up online. But yeah. we treat it as a diarrhea accident if we're going to treat it chemically. That's once it's been cleared and the body's removed. Or we drain acid wash or at least chlorine wash, <laughs> refill the pool, <laughs> and then make the spirits go away. Yes? <laughs> yes. So... All right. So that I am with that. I am Rudy. And I'm Andrea. And thank you for listening. That has been, this has been this week's Talking Pools podcast. We look forward to seeing you next week. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, like I just said, thanks for listening. Um, hit us up on all the socials. Make sure to like us, follow us, subscribe, um, leave us nice reviews, not bad reviews. Right. Um, you know the rules, right? If you don't have anything exactly. nice to say. Just shut it. Shut it. Zip it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. We'll catch you all next week. Thank you. Be right. safe. Yep. Goodbye. Thank you. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening today. I'm hoping you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed putting it together for you. Listen, it's been a couple of wacky, crazy, screwed up years from pandemic to Poolmageddon. I just want you to know that we are all in this together. If there's anything that we can do for you, send me an email at talkingpools at gmail.com. Again, that's talkingpools at gmail.com. We're here. This is your podcast. We are the Pool People's Podcast of the Pool People, for the Pool People, by the Pool People's Podcast. This one is about you. So thank you for tuning in and listening. Do me a favor. Click subscribe before you go. That way you don't miss an episode. 